0: the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Michael Haynes. Michael, your company, listen, innovate, grow.com. Uh, this is your baby. Uh, and explain what you do. And, and you're, you're, by the way, you're based in Sydney, Australia. And, uh, so I'd love to kind of get an overview of what listen, innovate, grow does.
1: Sure. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. So, Listen, Innovate, Grow. So, I work with small and medium-sized businesses, service-based businesses, such as professional service firms, IT companies, financial service firms, and I focus on working with the CEOs of those organizations, and I focus on uh, those organizations are looking to acquire, retain, and grow business clients. So very much in that business to business space and working with the leadership team. So the CEOs of those organizations in order to how they go about doing so.
0: Well, you have been at the helm here for uh, nearly 11 years. You've worked with some big companies like Accenture, Microsoft, Kraft, Volkswagen, and many, many, many others. Uh, So uh, tell me kind of where you came from and, and why B2B? Why do you love B2B so much? Um, love B2B, because I really be B2B is a place to be
1: for small and medium business owners. So those yeah. that really want to you know, build and grow their businesses. Because with B2B, if you once you get in with those customers, with those buyers, and if you can really deliver to them well, they will stay with you, even if they move with other organizations. And B2B has a lot of benefits for small and medium businesses, I believe, Ooh, yeah. in particular. You know, uh, long-term contracts, sometimes exclusivity uh, longer term revenues. And again, if you really deliver to those, uh, business clients, um, they will stay with you. So as they move with different organizations, they will go with you. So that referral engine itself can really help fuel the growth. So, um, I'm really big on empowerment and yeah. Um, B two B. If small, medium business leaders know how to navigate oh, that that space, it yeah. pr- presents massive opportunities.
0: Yeah, I, I listen. I, I've I've grown a seven figure B two C company and a seven figure B two B company. B two B is easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So long as just, you understand yeah. some of the key nuances, how to navigate it, which has yeah. changed a bit. Uh, particularly over the past uh, 18 to 24 months. But if you do so, it yeah. it's a fan, presents a fantastic opportunity.
0: Well, you've got some longevity here. So what have you seen in terms of trends? I've seen in terms of trends,
1: um, I would say that business decision makers are really looking for right now decision maker confidence. They really want to have some confidence in terms of what is the pathway to move forward in order to take their businesses um, to that stage, next stage of beat recovery and or growth. Um, there's more people involved in the buying decision process. So now, um, even when you're selling SME, SMB to SMB, there Mm -hmm. will be multiple people from across the organization. from, you know, finance, risk, IT, operations, frontline staff. So it's very important that when you're dealing with B2B organizations that you're really operating in a cross functional manner to really deliver to the needs of all those stakeholders who are going to be involved in the buying yeah. group, in the buying
0: process. What do you mean cross functional? What does that mean? Um, So you have to be involved with
1: those different decision makers, um, because different people will be involved in the buying process. So if you're selling to, let's say an IT company, um, in terms of who's involved in making the buying decision, that will be someone from IT will be involved. Someone from risk could be involved. Someone from operations. Uh, they're all going to have inputs uh, as buying stakeholders into the buying process. So when you're selling into those organizations, very important that you understand the needs and priorities of those different uh, stakeholders from those different mm-hmm. uh, business departments as to what they require.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're all going to have different sensitivities, different motivations and being able to talk. And yeah, I've seen this, right? So you know, let's say you've got, um, you know, you're even if you're just selling S- SMB to SMB, right? You're going to have different people on a call that are involved in the decision-making. You might have the marketing guy. You might have a, you know, a, f- a money person on that call as well. This yeah. isn't always the case, but, um, you know, if you're mindful of who is in the room, number one, like if you're providing marketing support, y- you want to enroll the marketing guy into your vision, right? you don't want Absolutely. him or her to feel threatened that that you're going to take all the glory and, and you want to make that them look bad. So uh, I think that's a big part of it, you know, in terms of like the actual sales conversation, the sales process. Uh, I'm always very, very mindful of that. Uh, make sure that there's something for everybody uh, and, and, and kind of, you know, be, be mindful to what their concerns are. And even if it's, you know, you, you know, I, I like uh, and I think that the if the CEO is the one that's doing all the talking over on the other side, right? But the other folks are in in attendance, you know, to actually enroll them in the conversation. I just think it's good form. I like, I like, I, I I'm always mindful to do that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to feel like, well, I didn't have anything to offer, so man, nah, I'm not really invested in this thing.
1: Yes, you definitely want to uh, involve them in the conversation. And quite often, those other individuals will often be influencing uh, the final buying decision maker, that final economic buyer. They'll often be advising them. So it's very important that not only you involve them in the conversation, but you provide them what they need in terms of the kinds of information, insights, and advice that they need to facilitate their input and their involvement in the buying process.
0: Mm, yeah, all right. so um, now from from a high level, obviously you're you're helping with acquisition. Um, is Is it just sales and acquisition that Listen Innovate Grow does?
1: Uh, No. So I'm really working across uh, the business really in terms of across the three key things in order to be successful in B2B. So working with the teams in terms of what they need to be delivering to their business clients in terms of not just the products and solutions, but also the information and advice and support to facilitate those buyers in making those decisions, Uh, working with them in terms of how they deliver. So looking at what they may need in terms of Customer service and support, making sure providing the right kind of customer experience, as well as how you engage, promote to, and engage with those customers. Because so those are the three key areas uh, that you need to be addressing when selling into uh, business organizations in terms of what to deliver, how to deliver, how to promote and engage. So quite often we're working cross-functionally within the organization, uh, working with the marketing team working with the products team, uh, service and support team, customer success teams, uh, and and with sales as well. Because it's about working uh, cross-functionally across those organizations to deliver to those business customer, business buyer needs.
0: Yeah. So, Michael, I think a lot of what I'm hearing, you know, it it sounds like, again, um, you're advocating for the small, medium-sized business, um, but it sounds like a lot of the language that you're using is you're maybe selling into enterprise level, like, you know, because I think of like, you know, listen, if I'm, you know, talking with, you know, founder to founder or something like their CEO to CEO, and they've got like, you know, 20 or under employees or something like that. um you know, some of the language I think like I'm hearing, like, I I don't know that that's, I don't hear that or I I don't, maybe I don't think about that as much. Um, But, you know, let's say that you're working with someone that, and they're selling to definitely smaller companies, right? Um, What, is there a different take on that? Is different sensitivities or, or, you know, do you have general counsel on that um, as opposed to, you know, uh, you know, just, uh, your cross function cross function you know just you know that sort of thing. what if there is only one or two decision makers in, the, in in the room?
1: Well, if there's only one or two um, so this process is still applicable even when you're selling into a uh, smaller organization. If you're selling into smaller organizations, then it's actually easier because um, there is often it's easier to identify who are those people that you need to be involved, who are involved in the decision-making that you have to be catering to. And so that's often much easier to identify. But you're quite right. Often um, many of the clients that I'm dealing with that are SME do have aspirations to be selling into mid-market and large corporate. Um, And so that's where there's um, complex buying structures, more, more decision makers. But the principles still apply that when you're selling into business to business, you need to be understanding who are the decision makers involved. Yeah identifying them, understanding their requirements and how they buy and making sure that your marketing process is really about facilitating, giving them the right kinds of information advice to guide them in their decisions and to help them meet their objectives. Just that with smaller organizations, it's much easier in terms of identify. we can identify that there's only two or three people as opposed to in mid-market where there could be five or six people that you need to be involved with and there are... Um, Longer buying cycles and, and more steps in,
0: involved. What are the dangers of not doing this? So, let's say, for example, um, you you make the rookie mistake where you ignore everybody else in the room. You ignore everybody else in the in the email thread, and you just you all you just you're just talking to the the, the top brass, like or the you know the head gal or the head guy or whatever like that, and you only address them and you ignore everybody else. What's what's the problem with that?
1: Um, well, quite honestly, Josh, you have a high risk of sabotaging your own <laughs> opportunities, because quite often, the CEO might be that final yes or no, makes a yes or no go decision, but they often will rely on um, these other stakeholders who are key influencers to provide the input as to, yeah. okay, we're buying an IT solution, so uh, person from finance. So, what do you think about that? Um, what you know? What are your views on that? So, they often will rely on other people within the organization, and not necessarily at a senior level. They may look at mid-level uh, people, project managers, lower level. They will rely on subject matter experts that yeah. they feel confident in to give them input. Hence why it's very important that you understand who are those other people that they're going to go to to potentially make the shortlist to buy their inputs and and recommendations as to service providers and solutions to go with. Otherwise, um, when those people get into the ear of that final economic buyer,
0: Mm -hmm. uh, that
1: might deter them to say, oh, well, we can't consider um, service providers B and C because, oh, we didn't get their input. And so I'm just going to go with uh, this other uh, alternative. So you, you'll you sabotage yourself if you do not um, get uh, provide um, exposure to and really yeah. cater to the requirements of those other people.
0: That's a good reminder. It's a really, really, really good reminder. Um, if I want to grow, and I, I want lots of new business in the year ahead, what are some of your best strategies for that?
1: Um, some of the best strategies I found, um, and that's where we get into when I talk about business innovations, what are the new ideas and approaches that you can, can utilize? And uh, one of the best ways is um, strategic alliances, collaboration, so collaborating with other um similar businesses yeah. that have your same target audience. And Josh, this is something I am doing myself at the moment, um, collaborating with other organizations, um, such as uh, IT firms, account, where we have the same uh, target audience and looking at ways we can be delivering value to them. Um, and you can be doing so through the products and solutions. It could be through uh, creating uh, content or those insights and advice, and recommendations that you're presenting jointly to your target audience through, let's say, a webinar or a workshop to uh, to get awareness and to get into those organizations. So strategic collaborations, which is a form of organizational innovation, is a really fantastic and very impactful yeah. way to um, uh, build and grow your business.
0: I uh, That's nearly exclusively what we do Uh, is we just build a ton of relationships and we invest into those relationships and we, you have made the conscious decision to lead with generosity. So regardless, you know, if, if, you know, so it, it only takes one person to kind of define what this relationship is by, you know, if they take the lead in it. So, right. So if you're, you know, say you meet someone and, and all of a sudden you start sending them leads or, you know, guests or whatever, right? You you start talking about them on social media. Now, eventually, you know, as long as they're, you know, have a halfway giving bone in their body, (laughs) they will (laughs) reciprocate. And imagine now- How valuable? Because it's it's way more valuable to be the recipient. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, but it's it's like you get more maybe sales value value out of somebody talking about you to their audience than and it doesn't cost you a whole lot to you know celebrate somebody else. But it's it's so valuable for each other. And so, you know, gone I I think are the days. I, I I really think that competition is for losers. Um, I, I really like the idea, Michael, of, of recognizing that that we really, competition's overrated and that really nobody does exactly what we do in the way that we do it. So I have no problems about promoting and supporting other people that are absolutely in my space because it may be a better solution for someone that's in my audience. And my audience loves me for it, for being willing to be objective about if I'm truly concerned about their best needs, then, you know, it's like everybody wins. And, and, and
1: Josh, is so right. And that's exactly what, uh, Business clients, business buyers are looking for. They're really looking for, you know, um, insights, advice, guidance, or looking for help to help them take their business forward. So when you start working together, and uh, for example, I have a client who is collaborating with another firm, and they're doing a workshop uh, to a bunch of. Um, service-based organization. And, and, it, and it's, it's been fantastic. Um, the attendees of the workshop, you know, gave rave reviews because they were getting so much value, getting so much um, practical strategies mm. and resources to help them take their businesses forward um, that those organizations will remember you moving forward when they have other initiatives uh, and if you've got clients to refer as well. So it becomes that, um, you know, mutual positive exchange that does really, multiplies over and over. So it's, it's a really impactful um, and it, it's a total win-win.
0: Yeah. You know, I also like the idea of, you know, saving your asks, you know, it's just like, um, it, you know, there might be something you want out of this relationship. I Man, play cool, be cool. Don't, <laughs> it's like, be, I like being the second person. Uh, like, so if I suggest ideas where they're probably, well, shoot, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> like I, you know, it's easy for me to come up with ideas and ways that I can serve them because I know lots of different things. I like I know what my assets are. I, I know what yeah. I have to give, and so if I'm the one that's like leading with value, uh, you know, then eventually it's gonna that law of reciprocity is gonna kick in, and you know, and I and listen, I just I I think it's you know, imagine you got twenty people you know, 20 other amazing businesses that you constantly collaborate with and you're sending business back and forth, man, it's kind of like game, set, match. I mean, it's like, that's yeah. kind of all you need to do is, you know, business owners that truly look out for one another and help one another find out what their, you know, individual needs are. And we just do good things for one another. It's, it's a great way to go.
1: Absolutely. It's a great way to go. And it's not just about, you know, definitely when you can give referrals, that's always fantastic. But it can be very simple things like doing things like you know um, swapping emails. So if you've got content, if I've got content to contribute to your newsletter, vice versa. Um, there could be opportunities to cro- collaborate and create content. Doing simple things. I have one client who collaborates and they're doing a joint LinkedIn lives together and then sharing that content. Um, providing opportunities to speak at your event. So it doesn't have to be um, things are going to cost a lot of uh, time, a lot of effort, but even just some of those simple things in terms of, yeah, swapping newsletters, uh, swapping resources. Um, if you've got, um, if you know, someone that can assist them with their uh, social media, for example, just making those recommendations to service providers that can help mm-hmm. them. Those simple things that can really add value and help them, um, it will definitely come back to you and benefit you in the long run.
0: All right, Michael, let's do a shout out to our listeners right now, because you and I have each identified ourselves as collaborators. So uh, Michael, I'll let you go first. Who would make a great collaboration partner? What are they? What kind of stuff are they doing? And, and what are some ways that you can work together with them?
1: So great collaboration partners for me would be uh, other service-based organizations, uh, could be uh, IT firms, uh, could be um Uh, uh, accountants, um, uh, marketing specialists that do specific areas that focus, let's see, on branding, social media, where we can be working together, uh, doing workshops, sharing content to demonstrate to business, uh, our target audience of other larger service-based organizations, how they can uh, build and grow through B2B. Um, Mm So those will be some examples of, of some partners where we're both targeting those uh, SME service-based organizations mm. and uh, working with them to uh, you know really help provide them with the kinds of tools, education, uh, tips, resources that they need to help take their businesses forward.
0: Yeah, and again, I don't have to remind uh listen um Michael's work with some big companies Michael's no slough. you've been in this space 11 years I think Michael would be a really good friend to know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that um and and of course um you can connect with Michael at listen innovate uh, I'm sorry innovate yeah yeah listen innovaterow.com um um listen we are always looking for Uh, uh, B2B service providers, they generally need to be pretty high ticket. And that's kind of where our specialty is. And listen, if you've got a great offer um, hit me up, let's talk. Uh, We will oftentimes uh, work on a joint venture basis um, with offers like that, where, you know, essentially if I can help uh, make a connection, you know, if there's a commission opportunity, um, Michael, it's, it's, um, you know, I don't know I don't really talk a whole lot about my business in this way but uh, you know to on this podcast but like it's it's uh, just to, to your point collaborations become so valuable for us that I no longer sell our consulting services. in other words, I've gotten to know so many other people this is how big of a fan I am of this like um and I've set up commission relationships where they' I'm like you're looking for so-and-so. I got some people for you and then if it's if we end up doing great business together it's a win-win for everybody. Um I'm also, I'm a big fan, big 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 fan of this. Um so listen, uh, Michael, you've got a blog, you've got some great content, um but at your website listeninnovategrow.com, where would you recommend people kind of kind of take that next step in the relationship with you or kind of get to know some of the work that you're doing?
1: Uh sure. So, um so two places. So they can go to listeninnovategrow.com/ SME-playbook. dash And there they can get my ultimate CEO checklist. And so this is a uh, checklist. It's it's, uh, fairly short, only a couple pages long, but it goes through some of the key elements uh, that B2B companies need to be having within their uh, organizations to really drive that client acquisition, retention, and growth. So it's a bit of a self-assessment and it gives an overview of the framework of what organizations can use. So that's listeninnovategrow.com forward slash SME dash playbook. And then in terms of my services, if you just look on the services tab on the website, you'll get details around my executive consulting program uh, and also as well as my new uh, mastermind group for SME leaders called Empower, which will be launching at the end of September.
0: Wow, very cool. Yeah. All right. We'll have to talk off air more about that. Uh, This has been fantastic. Michael, thank you so much for joining us again. Michael Haynes, uh, 11 years at the helm of Listen, Innovate, Grow on the web at listeninnovategrow.com. Michael, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you. If you've done this already, we believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why tomorrow? That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.